Hey everybody, we're back with another commission podcast. Uh, this is a community commission, which meant uh, several commissioners came together to sponsor it. It's the 2010 Martin Scorsese film starring Leonardo DiCaprio, psychological thriller, I guess you'd call it, Shutter Island. Um, mm-hmm. This was my second time seeing this, but I, I, I didn't see this for probably seven years because uh, I saw it once... Um, I think the the spring or the summer after it came out in the theaters the first time, and I remember having a lot of thoughts about it and wanting to get back and see it again, but then I never did. I think I spent all my yeah. my rewatches on Inception that year. <laughs> That's the same year as Inception. Yeah. Wow. Big year for see, Leo. I, it was crazy to me to go look at IMDb and see that this was made in 2010 because I, if you would have pressed me and asked me when this movie was made, I would have said. I was mid to early 2000s. Yeah, I would because I think it, it has seven. it feels like it's been a decade since I've seen it at least. Uh-huh. If not a decade and a half, but I guess it's only been 7 years. I I'm, I'm like you, I saw it once very close to when it came out and then this is my second viewing. Yeah. Um and it's inch so so like the the thing hmm. I remember that this this thing is the 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 film's rep, if I remember correctly at the time, was that it's a good movie, it's it, but it's not like one of Martin Scorsese's best. Hmm. Okay. Um, and I kind of wanted to see it for myself, and I thought, oh, there's a lot going on here, and I need to see it again, but I never did. Um, I watched, you know, wa- watching again, I didn't remember everything from the first time I saw it, but I felt like I understand this film completely, and I kind of agree that this is an above. I don't even say above average. This is this is a solid Martin Scorsese film with some excellent performances by Leonardo DiCaprio, um, and I do and feel ben like Kingsley. there's there's no yeah uh, that yeah uh, Ben Kingsley playing another kind of menacing in a very subtle way type, but but good guy. Yeah, you know it's weird. Like he has a vibe about him, which I think works in his favor in this movie to make you think he's worse than he is. Yeah, but. It's interesting what what happens there. Yeah, and it's there's I, I by by looking around the internet, it seems like there's still some people that don't. You know, I don't know how many times you have to see it to kind of get the twist, unless you just like cheat and look on the internet. But. I think the answer is two because yeah. I'm like you. I feel exactly like Inception is a perfect comparison. There, because I was about to, yeah. You, you know, regardless of what you think about the very very end of that movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the second viewing, you totally understand what what all the logistics of it are, you know? And it, they're weird they're weird bookends to each other because Inception's about a man whose wife goes insane and he loses his family um, and uh-huh. decides ultimately to reject the fantasy and live. And Shutter Island, in my opinion, is about a man who struggles with the same issues and decides at the end that it's not worth it and I want to check out. Yeah. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm going to volunteer you. for tribute. Yeah, that's the thing. I guess we're going to talk about the ending because so, so, it's the most important part of the movie by far. I, I don't want to jump right into that. <laughs> and in fact, I also want to give credit where credit's due. These are the commissioners that made this podcast uh, uh, possible. Uh, Ty, and from Cali, Portman, Shinson90, Space Dog, 128, Andrew T, V. Westervelt, Moni6626, Majakina66, Laura KM, Bet America, uh, the infamous Coco Two MC, <laughs> LSB Golf, Golf seventy seven. Okay, 
All right. That not a lot of people took me up on the offer to uh, give to give their real names for credit, so uh, uh-huh. I had to I had to do my best with their screen names. Um, I mean, it's funny because the other thing is like in the last seven years, I feel like I've my um, you know my, my I guess my knowledge of cinema and how much I've seen has like greatly increased. So like. I would last time I seen this, I had seen very few uh, Stanley Kubrick films. And I mm-hmm. felt like the first five minutes or so of this owes a lot to Stanley Kubrick style or, or mm-hmm. even specifically the shining where okay. they just use this overpowering music and this oppressive location to kind of set the mood for you right away. Yeah. The, the terrain is foreboding. The music is foreboding. The weather is foreboding every, yeah. everything about the opening to mid uh, to middle of this movie is foreboding and also there's plus there's just a lot of things that just don't feel right in the film like uh, i remember the first time watching this when the people step off the boat and the mental institutions all like oh you have to surrender your firearms and you have to yeah. and record and i'm like what I, i'm with leo like you're fucking fe- federal you're u.s marshals mm-hmm. what are the, the, well, and you're talking about escape convict you have absolute jurisdiction get the f, f out of here with this crap <laughs> It was so insane, and then there's yeah. like a random scene of a cigarette smoking backwards, and a weird scene where a woman's got a glass of water and then doesn't. It's not really there, yeah, yeah. Um, and and just the way that the the guards are all looking at at Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. at Andrew uh, throughout this, you can tell that something is off here. Yeah, and and the movie tries to pass it off as if they have a secret to guard. Uh, which yeah. they do. It's just not the secret that yes. Andrew thinks it is, or should I say, Edward? And it's funny time. because all the meaningful glances and anxiety and the, like furtive, like when when he's getting close to the quote unquote truth, like there's mm-hmm. like a palpable charge in the air. All that stuff makes so much more sense on a second. It almost seems it's very heavy-handed six... to me yeah, in but... a way. Like have, having so it's been seven years since I've seen this movie, and on second viewing, I I didn't know exactly who. Leonardo DiCaprio was supposed to be during this. I knew that right. he was an inmate or a, a patient, right. depending on your view of this place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I wasn't sure exactly who he was, but it felt very heavy-handed saying something is very wrong here, and it's not necessarily the secret they're hiding. Yeah. Do you think... So when you say heavy-handed, is it... Because... I mean, they and, almost and, and, tip and, their hat too much, did, in my opinion. So, like, do you compare it to like The Sixth Sense, which I think is the ultimate example of a movie that is v- extremely rewarding to watch it unspoiled, mm-hmm. but then almost equally as rewarding to go back and see, like, and actually watch and see, like, you know, the magician moving its hands and the sleight of hand, and like, oh yeah, they actually played it straight. Everything mm-hmm. was right there. You just didn't have. You just didn't put it all together until the very end. Yeah. Um, would you say that this compares favorably or unfavorably to that? Um, because when you say I heavy mean, it, handed, it's roughly I, the same. I mean, I guess. Would you say that M Night Shyamalan was heavy handed in the Sixth Sense, or? Well, I, it's been a very long time since I've seen that, so I don't really know. But yeah, I just saw it last Halloween. I went on a oh, okay a scary movie binge. Yeah, I. I would imagine that that's probably true of any movie like this, mm. where once you know the conclusion, seeing it unfold is, you know, somewhat rewarding, but also mm-hmm. very obvious. I mean, that's how and it's, it's curious because that's how I felt about Inception too. Like, yeah, the first time I saw that movie, I'm like, man, I bet I could watch this a dozen times. Uh-huh. And then you watch it a second time, like, nope, I this it, it's nope, I I've tested my hypothesis and it's true, and I'm. And I felt I feel the same way about like Memento, 
Mm-hmm. Like, I love that film. I've seen it probably half a dozen times, but it's not a movie that I think rewards, uh, like, just obsessive rewatching, like the way A Godfather would or the way, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, you know, any, any – I always go to Godfather because it's the one I watch the fucking most. But, um, yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't know what that says about the film because a lot of these psychological thriller puzzle puzzle films, plot twist films have that same kind of defect as a once you solve it it's like a you know how many times you put together a five hundred piece puzzle and then like hey, I'm gonna scramble it all up and put it together again mm-hmm. I'm sure some people do I'm I'm not I'm not one of those people yeah um you know maybe uh, a watch every ten to fifteen years works mm-hmm. out. Uh, in favor of this movie, but mm-hmm. I, I do think I do think it did set the mood and set up an interesting mystery, at the very least. Um, mm-hmm. in a in a first time viewing, uh, it does keep you engaged. I think. Well, in the first time, like all the evidence points to this big cover up, and they're trying to yeah. bamboozle him, and they're trying to rope him in, and and just dis- make him disappear. Yeah, and they got the flashbacks to the concentration camp, and you can see how like they're pl- they're preying on his fragile mental state and his post traumatic stress. Uh, and then the second time you watch it, you see like how much that's all in his head. Yeah, no, it's super interesting. This this theme of violence, I guess, is running through the movie, right? Yeah, um, man of men of violence. Yeah, this this warden who uh, that's that's the guy who plays Max uh, von Sydow, right? No, no, no. The the other guy, the warden. Um, the, that's Bill. That's uh, you're talking about uh, Ben Ben Kingsley. Nope, nope. Okay. The other guy, the guy in the military out the guard outfit. Oh, who drives him yes, in the Jeep. yes, yes. Uh, uh, Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. Thank you. <laughs> it's not his real name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays him. Uh huh. Um, you're a great big violent person. <laughs> but but yeah, Leo. he he talks about the violence and and somewhere along the way, uh, Andrew slash Edward has concocted this story about experimentation, right? Uh-huh. The, experimentation that they're doing on people, which is not entirely a story because right. it seems like that's what happens to him at the end. Sure. Um, but he has, he says something about how, you know, he, he saw the experimentation that happened over that the Nazis were doing in the war. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when he saw it at home, he couldn't, he couldn't tolerate it. Right. Um, it gives and, him a noble mission to be on. Yeah. And you, and you get the impression that the same was true with the violence that he saw. Right. Mm-hmm. He saw, you know, the massacre of all these people over there. And then when he comes home, well, now his wife has done the same thing to their children, and he, mm-hmm. I think that just broke him. Right? Mm-hmm. That's you know, it's all Which, tied by in the with way, his, his stress. And his... Leonardo DiCaprio wading into that pond with his dead children was fucking stunning. Yeah. Now that guy, like every kills once in a while, every time. he just opens it up, and yeah. you just, uh, <laughs> I, and I forget that. Like, like it's, it's it just enough time goes by between the lead that I start to kind of like underestimate him. Yeah, like, like, he's just a pretty he boy. Really he's good? fucking around. Yeah. And models 13 at a time in his private yacht <laughs> and then he does shit like that and it's incredible yeah like it um i wasn't particularly emotionally engaged with this character the movie is a much more cerebral but like in the span of 15 seconds it instantly made that connection yeah that's that's a that's a hell of a performer yeah he's a great actor and and, that, and, and a decent director too martin scorsese it, yeah he's, he's all pretty right. good he's, yeah. he's okay he has that, his days that's the thing i I have seen countless movies with, you know, Martin Scorsese at the helm and Leonardo DiCaprio uh-huh. uh, bringing the thunder. And like they've, every they've time got a trilogy they nail now, it. right? It's uh, the Aviators one, which I love. Right, this Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I don't know if they've done any others, but that's a pretty good body because I think all of those movies are well. Shutter oh, Island, the Departed. I, they also oh, did. right, yeah. Departed. So 
I don't, and I don't know if I could say The Departed is watchable. Uh, I don't think Shutter <laughs> Island is watchable. In fact, I kind of don't want to see it ever again. Like, uh-huh. or I don't think I need to see it again, or at least for another decade. Oh, but Gangs Wolf of of, New York, Wolf of Wall Street. Whoa, he. Oh, that's right. He was yeah. in that too. Yeah, he sure was. Um, okay, so they've been working for a, or together for a long time. Um, yeah. But but you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Wolf of Wall Street and The Aviator are something that I can. It doesn't matter. You know, if I'm 10 minutes, an hour, 90 minutes into the movie, if I come across that on cable, it's like, yeah, sure. I'm not, cleaning out the garage can wait. This is know? probably the best thing that will happen to me today. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's do it. Buckle, yeah. I'm, I'm in the mood for this. Yeah. Um, the I will say that the one thing that stuck with me as really heavy-handed is Max von Sydow's psychoanalyst of the guy. Like when okay. when he comes in under the guise of a U.S. marshal and this Ma- and and this Max von Sydow, psych, you know, the psychologist guy, just tear. It's like, what mm-hmm. the hell? Like oh, you, this guy's been a defense mechanism. This guy's been a this guy's been a patient here for years. He's got the book on him. Like yeah. this isn't very impressive. It's kind of in context of the rest of the movie, shitty. I feel like what was happening there is he was a guest psychologist in observing this guy for the first time. Maybe? So then that's even more offensive. Why is he going to mess up Ben Kingsley's experiment? Yeah, yeah. No, he it it was pretty ridiculous. He's like, oh yeah, it's very good defense mechanisms. Mm-hmm. It, it it was yeah, that was a little strange. Uh, there was like a group of, of God, doctors put sitting around the table. Is more like Max von psychoanalyze. <laughs> yeah, pretty bad. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Uh, but yeah, I, I am glad that that doctor was not a huge part of the movie. Um, I think it, it served almost as like a trigger for his time in the war mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, which I guess, I don't, I don't know that the movie needed him, frankly. Yeah. I think you could well, have cut 10 you're minutes right. and that's, been that's, okay without him. That was the, that was the set his, oh my God, Nazi experimentation doctor alarm bell ringing. Yeah. Which yeah. to me makes him a pretty bad control for this experiment. It was almost there to just serve the contrivance of this mystery that isn't real. Yeah. It was it was a little strange. Yeah. Is he real? That's another I, I guess open real. question yeah. is like maybe he's actually uh Leo's just staring at the chair for 30 seconds, you know, that there's yeah. this is going in a psychotic break cuz I don't is he in any other scene in the movie? Uh just he just certainly two. isn't in the climax where they reveal gets, everything in the lighthouse and Yeah, he's not, but he gets injected. Um, with the stuff, the the sedative or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the end. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I think he could have been removed from the movie. He didn't really need to be there. Uh, I loved all the stuff that they show in the flashback. The do- the Dachau. The I mm-hmm. I don't think I've I've heard that pronounced very often. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed. Um, but but he and I think they that is real as well. But there was some doubt. Like Ben Kingsley said, I'm not sure if there was actually a massacre of German troops, but you did were part of the liberation of this Nazi death camp. And mm-hmm. you know, I guess that's the other thing. As I I was looking at a lot of reviews where like people were saying things. Like there's one reviewer that says the chilling scene where the Allies round up the Nazi guards and machine gun them reminds us that the Allies weren't necessarily heroes of the war. And I'm like. The fuck are you talking about? It's like I'm not saying that you condone that war crime, but yep. if you can't put yourself in a situation of a liberating Allied officer, uh, and sure. you, that you would be the guy to be like, no, guys, no, no, I know we're surrounded by mountains of human misery and death, 
But yeah. don't be judged. I mean, again, not condone it, but the this this act like that 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 single act doesn't makes them not a hero. I I don't know. Oh sure, I I feel like that's I, a little I think too I strong. Agree. Um, in, it's almost an inhuman thing to expect of someone to to come across that kind of industrialized cruelty and not to have that kind of human reaction for for justice. Yeah, um, and it has parallels with his wife as well, right? Right. Like he sees the same massacre essentially on a smaller scale happening here right and he does the same thing he did with those soldiers if you believe that flashback right um by killing his wife right and, and how how can we judge him for that you know in a certain way yeah and that's the other thing is he like i mean he definitely murdered her but mm-hmm. to me i guess it seems like the the film says the problem is more that he lost his mind as a result of these experiences not necessarily that the jury was going to throw the fucking book at this guy well i think it's tied into the final line that he has which is you know essentially is it right. better to live as a monster or die as a good person right um and i feel like his his wife was essentially asking him to kill her to to release her or whatever she oh, see said. i think she was asking him to live as a monster like let's let's like now we've got the perfect life let's just let's let's take them to a picnic and let's take... i think she was very conflicted i, I think... think she was out of her fucking mind it, it, absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah and i i think there were moments of lucidity and moments of not uh-huh. lucidity uh uh-huh. and she was struggling with that and i think he almost you know kills her i th- I think he kills her because she a he thinks she deserves it mm-hmm. and b I think he thinks he's doing what she wants him to do and helping her in mm-hmm. a weird way. And I, so I, I think it, it ties very much into that final line that he has about, mm-hmm. you know, he, she didn't want to live as a monster. And so I think at the end he makes the same choice. Actually, I'm almost certain of it. Do they hint that she had some kind of underlying trauma too? Because it, she's the, she's the firebug too, right? She, she is, burnt yeah. down the thing. Then they moved out into the country, I guess, to better protect her from, I don't know, whatever stress she's in the city. But did they, they never really talk about the reasons why she had kind of lost her mind or had the psychosis. Yeah, you're or right. why Lino, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, which is, I guess, it's, it's An- is Andrea's real name? Andrea's his real name. Okay. Um, and Teddy is his alter ego. Yeah. Okay. It's, that was, that's hard. It was hard for me to keep straight. Um, why Andrew would be attracted to a person like that, or I guess you know, like if if he comes back really damaged from the war, maybe he's looking for someone else equally damaged, and he got more than he's bargaining for. Yeah, yeah. It's am I mistaken, or was there a line in there about something about mental illness being contagious? Is that like a, a thing that the think, German doctor was hypothesizing or, or something? What, wasn't that something about um, that? Something Leo observed. Like you guys act like mental because because they were trying to keep him at arm's length from everything and they right. wouldn't let him. And it's like, right. It's, so I wonder if if that's part of what they're trying to huh. say is that like they both fed into each other. So he comes back with PTSD. Uh-huh. She's already got some issues and they both kind of could feed be. off of each other because i know way. literally like if you know if they're doing that as a theme that's one thing but like right. really mental illness is not is not <laughs> yeah. contagious it's not a disease you're going to catch no unless no. it's some kind of crazy brain worm it's and, true. Then, and then you can mad cow yeah then then it might work to actually go into the brain and pull it out <laughs> yeah 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 um but I, I yeah all this stuff that like just a really grim scenes from the concentration camp stuck out to me the German officer tried to kill himself on the gra- in the floor and couldn't quite or didn't oh, quite get the yeah. job done. That was, and and the way that that is told, like again and again, and you get 
it felt very dreamlike in that you get us out of context of what he's doing and like these images of these frozen corpses and you see the guy twitching on the ground and they keep coming back to that five or six times and developing that. Um, I, I really liked how that gave you, whether, whether you thought that he was a U.S. Marshal trying to get to the bottom of this or whether you thought he's a crazy person, it, it's hard not to pity him. Even before yeah. you get to the part where he loses his his wife and children in one 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 terrible terrible day, yeah. Uh, and I guess I mean the the delusion here, you know, that there's some horrible experimentation going on at this facility mm-hmm. is not wrong, in the end, right? Well, I mean, in my opinion, he's taken off to be lobotomized at the end of this. I think he's volunteering because I don't think mm-hmm. he lost. So so here, like, let's just talk about the okay. ending. That's fair. Um, I think we, we're going to have to backtrack and talk about more stuff, but you yeah, know, I, I detest doing the whole. Let's talk about that later. Um, my, so, what do you think happened at the end? I'm he, basically a hundred a hundred percent certain that yeah, he gains he regains his sanity, and while he has you know his wits about him, he makes the decision not to live as a monster, and he has them lobotomize him. So he does. So he, he fakes. He fakes yes. his mental illness just so that he can yes. be hit the reset button on himself. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I think too. And I think it's almost obvious to the point of being unquestionable but, because like, of that final line, it. which I guess wasn't even in the books uh, mm. or the book, rather. Well, so that's the other thing. I think that some people, I, I, I understand that the book it's actually way heavier towards he had another just a final relapse, huh? And it's more tragic that way, yeah. which I don't yeah. like. I mean, I, I haven't read the book. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how different their book is from the movie. But to me, if just just evaluating those twists on the face of it, I think the movie ending is more poignant. I do too. Yeah. A man who you know is, is is fully conscious and decides like he has a moment of lucidity and he decides that he doesn't want to live as this person anymore. Yeah, he's um, a tortured soul and he wants to be free of it. Yeah. Now it's interesting because. Um, the people in the movie understand, like Bing, Ben Kingsley and Mark Ruffalo, understand that lobotomy is butchery. Yeah, they're one of the few, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're wanting to pioneer these other. So, so it's kind of interesting in that this guy, to I guess uh, to, to to essentially commit suicide, he might have doomed many many other patients that otherwise could have been helped to being lobotomized because Mm. now these guys research is going to be discredited. Yeah. They failed. Sets them back decades. And I think that's another level of poignancy too, that, you know, is he a hero or a monster? Yeah. Is like, is this, or is he a sympathetic figure? Yeah. You can't can't be blamed. Yeah. (laughs) You can't blame a person for breaking under a weight that they can't hold. Right. Yeah. Sure. But it's also another, I think it's, 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 it's Chris for the mill. It is. And I remember being super confused by the ending of this movie the first time through, but having watched it a second time, I have no idea why. Yeah. Because I think it's because, I think it's because they pitched that like up until the lighthouse scene, I was convinced that. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of things that were like weird. Like, how's this lady camping out in this cave and she's got a fire yeah. going? And you can see it from like these. These people aren't trying that hard to find her, and uh-huh. this is other little weird things that like just weren't adding up. But um, 
I, I was convinced that he was a marshal that was there and they, they've, they've, they've pulled one under on him and, you know, this is a government conspiracy and he's asked too many questions and he's effed it up and this other guy's a political dissident that he knew on the outside and, um, you know, uh, Rorschach from, from uh, The Watchmen. And it when when the lighthouse came, there were you so were you, were you the same way when and I feel like the lighthouse is such a an one eighty that the film takes and then yeah. it's over in five minutes. It is yeah. Like there's not a whole lot of like a time to reflect on that. So I I kind of feel like that's the where you just you just never get your footing back until it's over. Yeah, they sort of just kick you out the door with that final line, right? Mm-hmm. Like here, okay, just think about this for a while <laughs> on your way home. And I, and I still, because I, I, I thought that, but I was looking at the final scene where they're marching him off to the lighthouse, and I'm like, mm-hmm. so they convinced me that this was this was all in his head and that he's now making, no, but but I, I'm like, wait a minute, I was just in that lighthouse, yeah. and it doesn't have any medical equipment, it's just an old abandoned lighthouse, so is he really lost? Is, like, is this like a double, triple, but I, I think that's just, an, and I also read something on Reddit where I guess there's two different lighthouses. There's a lighthouse that you see as you're approaching the island, and it's a different one from the rest of the implying okay. that when he went through the lighthouse, he either went through a different one, or he went through it in a altered mm. state and didn't recognize it for what it was, which I would believe. Right, because, you know, the whole time, I mean, that's something that they touch on, is the idea that you could be at this mental facility, this prison, and actually not even know you're there, mm-hmm. you know, like think you're somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So if you were at a lighthouse or, or if you were, you know, in the doctor's office mm-hmm. and you thought you were at a lighthouse, that's conceivable within the framework of this movie. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of other shady shit. Like they were forced to wear these orderly uniforms, which seemed in their club yeah. and they're forced to smoke their, uh, these smokes and they're t- forced to dr- take this medicine. And, um, I thought that was all, very suggestive that he was actually onto something. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't account for how unreliable a narrator that he was. Like totally. I didn't think that he yeah. was going to be deluded from the second he sits on. But there's I, I read this this fairly persuasive essay that I think is more like it's persuasive in the, the loose chain sense of the word. Okay. Like if you consider these fifty under interconnected facts, it's like, hey, you know, maybe the nine eleven buildings didn't it's there's something fishy <laughs> there. But then you're like, wait a second, this is this not, none of this hangs together as a consistent thesis. Mm-hmm. But this guy had this thing about like it's significant that Teddy this gun didn't didn't have a holster and Mark Ruffalo's gun did. And then when they offered him the gun at the end, it had a holster, which shows that they gave him a fake planted gun and it wasn't as real. And he, yeah, totally. There was all this stuff where, but I just, I feel like in the end it's like, no, that's that, that you're still barking up the wrong tree. I think the correct interpretation is that he was deluded from the very beginning of the, this was all an engineered setting. And it was, yeah, yeah. completely. It's, it's all for him. I mean, the, when he goes to visit George Noyce in the, the ward C mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. and he says, this is, this is all for you. You're a rat in a maze. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, 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 it's the movie tipping its hand, you know? Yes. And, and, that, and that, it's, it's blatant. <laughs> yes. Yes. When, once you know the secret, it's, yeah, it is, it is blatant. Um, I guess that's why I say it's heavy handed because if you know the secret, it's very obvious. There's a couple other themes I thought were interesting. A lot of uh, angst about the atomic bomb. Oh, yeah. That was brought up again and again and again. And what do you think that had to do with anything? I'm not really sure. Um, the other thing, that I, huh. while you're pondering that, I want to hit you with another one. I thought that it means something that, An- that, that uh, Teddy slash Andrew is presented with this choice where he thinks he's on two different missions. There's the one mission where 
you know, he's trying to expose this place for the lie that it is and it's un-American thing and they're doing testing on people and they're no better than Nazis. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing he's supposed to do is kill his wife's killer. Right. What did he end up – were those were, were, were those actually thematic choices that, that were supposed to map into the choices he made at the end or were those just part of his delusion and they don't bear further scrutiny? Because I was trying to think like, okay, if he kills his wife's killer, then he was there to commit suicide. And that's okay. what his wife's ghost delusion was there to encourage him to stay on that mission. But maybe not like a literal suicide, maybe more like killing this – this thing, the, this PTSD combined with, you know, the guilt and weight of mm-hmm. having killed your wife and her having killed the children. Like, I, I think essentially like getting rid of the thing that is destroying his mind. Because huh. the way I saw it is like both of those things led to the same end, which is him being lobotomized and destroyed. Like if he sticks to the, yeah. con- the delusions where he's still a hero and he's investigating this thing, then they're going to lobotomize him. Whereas if he kills his wife's killer, but I guess if you're saying that that's even more metaphorical, killing his wife's killer would, would be cure, him, cure whatever you know? is yeah. inside him that causes him to do. But there again, like the, I mean, but he resists that mission the whole time, right? Like, yeah, and I think that's to say, you know, his mind doesn't want to let go of this. Hmm. Yeah, because he says, I always thought when he said, "Look, I'm, I've, I'm, I've had enough killing that uh, that I always thought he was lying." Uh-huh. And the first time that that's like that's something he wants to be true, but if he ever gets his hands on his wife's killer, it's going to be go time. Um, I don't know. That's yeah, I thought it's, both it's, of those things, the atomic bomb and those two paths. I was trying to figure out what other meaning they had in. Uh, yeah, I don't know about the bomb. I mean, really, just about the atrocities of that war. Well, it could just also be that that was that's part of the zeitgeist, right? You yeah, know, like we dropped the bomb on Japan, and there was a. I don't know exactly what time frame. Like this was in the probably early to mid fifties. Um, but you know, we were in a nuclear race with the Russians, and there was all this atomic testing, and that was like you know that that was of that time. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Like that's the thing. Like I don't, I don't know how much other to, to talk about this because my experience was as a person who, it's 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 like if you told me to review the Prestige for the first time, I would have a completely different review with probably much more to say. If you tell me to yeah. review the Prestige the second time, um, it's more like oh, I see, I I know what the trick is, and sure enough, the trick tracks clean through the movie, mm-hmm. and there you go, QED. Yeah. Yeah, I hmm. I do think the Prestige. Speaking of movies with twists that are watchable, I feel like the Prestige is one of those ones. It is. Yeah, I've seen it like three times, and I feel like I could see it a couple more. I mean, this was totally watchable. I don't want to like say you know if you know the secret, it's a bad movie. Well, I don't that, think so. It is enjoyable yeah. to go through and kind of track you know each of the storylines. Just like it is Memento. And ones I'm just real. I'm just saying like Inception is not a like I I'm actually probably in the mood to watch Inception again because it's been mm-hmm. 5 6 years. Yeah. But you know it's like it's not a movie where I can get absorbed and just lo- lost in the the artistry because I here's a couple other things like I thought him embracing his wife till she turned to ash and blew away. Yeah. Didn't hold up. I don't no. I don't know if it, I can't even remember thinking if it worked in the original but like when I saw him mm-hmm. like that I mean, I know what they're trying to do, but I felt it looked pretty fakey. Do you know what this Law of Four thing was all about? No. It's brought up multiple times, and and one of the doctors seems to think it is super clever. Uh, 
it, it's also mentioned when he's showing him that the names are anagrams of each other. Uh, oh. And I have no idea what the right, law right, right, because there's there's means. four there that the, 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 he that he was split that his name into four, four different names? characters, four characters. Yeah, the missing woman. Okay, and, so you had Andrew and uh, uh, and, and Teddy, Teddy, yeah, and then the missing woman, and then who was the, the who was the fourth one? Because uh, they drove that they drew that Matrix, but that her his wife's not a matri- anagram of herself, is it? Yeah, it was uh, her maiden name was. It was Dolores, like Chanel or something, and huh. and the other woman's name was Rachel something. I don't know. Huh. Had all the same letters. Okay, so is that the rule? Because it, it, it means know. like they they because I I was less interested in the mystery of that paper when it seems like the the you know patient sixty five or whatever like that was or sixty six was it sixty six sixty seven sixty yeah who is who is sixty seven um. That was like self. That was explained entirely within the movie. So like I, yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about the rule of four. Let me ask you this: We go through the whole movie where Leonardo DiCaprio has a bandaid on his head, uh, with, and, and later in the movie we see underneath it, it sort of looks like an incision, possible incision. Do we think that he has already been quote unquote experimented on? See, like when I was watching this movie for, for the second time, and I was like, I noticed that bandit right away, and I'm like, was am I remembering? Because is the twist that he's or is because because the other thing that you can't help but think about if this movie, if you've seen, is Sucker Punch, which okay. is a shitty inferior movie in every single way. Man, I don't remember because that was all about a woman who's living in a delusion, and she gets uh, huh. she gets she gets lobotomized by John Hamm at the end of the movie. Uh, okay. Um right after he tries to tell, sell her on John Ham's John Ham. Uh, and she's like, no, nah, I'd rather have a lobotomy. And uh, where was I going with that? Oh, my, and I, I was thinking as, as he's riding across the ferry, I'm like, is the whole deal that he's already been lobotomized and this is his like fucking fever dream? Because yeah. I couldn't quite remember what the twist was. Same here. Um, but yeah, that's weird. Like, so we know that foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like like a, a like a times a flat circle is kind of a foreshadowing. Maybe it's just that. So so we know he's been a patient for two years, right? Uh-huh. Uh Maybe during that time he has been experimented on, and I get the impression that you know Ben Kingsley has not been his doctor the whole time. Mm-hmm. Not not even close. I mean, this she and she and guy has been uh, Ed Sheeran has been his doctor the whole time. Yep, yep. That's that's the problem. <laughs> that'll that'll drive anyone crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe during Ed Sheeran's time as his doctor, he. We know he was on pills. We know he was on medication. He might have also been operated on hmm. a little bit, just 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 a little. Just I just scrape feel out like some that's, of those that's, nerves. That's a, that's a lobotomy thing. Yeah, yeah, though. yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Like that's why re-lobotomize. Yeah, him if it didn't like work that, the first the time. First lobotomy didn't take, so <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, run him through again. I, I, yeah, I don't, I didn't get. I, but I, I don't know what else. Like, is it shit, from maybe his I'll have violence? To watch this movie a third time. I mean, maybe it's from his violence, right? They talk about like how he assaults guards and how he beat up Noyce. And did he get a cut like when he struggled with his wife or in the war? Like, is I mean that was all two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Why, yeah. he's been a patient for two years, so I think it might have been in the fight with. Oh Noyce. yeah, yeah, fight with uh, uh, Rorschach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would make sense. It would because he got pretty pretty fucked up in that. He did. Rorschach yeah, did. he sure did. Yeah, that's another great. That was another great performance. Looking whole, like the Rat King. <laughs> that whole speech, like you know, that that or not. I guess it would. 
what would you call that? The scene with two people. Uh, just a scene. Di- that scene. Dialogue? Yeah, the, the, that scene with them in the cell where he was talking about being a rat in a cage. That was uh, that. That was really great. That was really great too. It was. Yeah. Shall we get to? Uh, we just have a, a one piece of feedback, but it's a doozy. Okay. We might have to pause the the, the podcast to think about it. Uh, and from Callie, I had a quick question: Where does Shutter Island rank on your favorite Leonardo roles oh. and Martin movies lists? Uh, Ranking is especially with something like Scorsese, who. I have not seen the vast majority of his catalog. I'm, I'm going through his uh, filmography. I'm gonna. I've seen Taxi Driver. I've seen Raging Bull. Hmm. Uh, I have never seen Raging Bull. I've seen Taxi Driver. I've not seen The Color of Money, but I want to. I've oh, not that's seen, so good. I've not seen The Last Temptation of Christ. I've of course hmm. seen Goodfellas uh, and Cape Fear. Uh, I've seen Casino. Casino. I've seen Casino. <laughs> <laughs> it's him. It's it's, it's yeah. That's uh, where he tried to get Al Pacino, and he he got Robert De Niro instead. We called it Casino. Bringing uh, out the dead. He never worked with Nicolas Cage again. Never. I never. I haven't. I, so. I don't. I don't think. I don't think I've seen Bringing Out the Dead. That's, I have seen Gangs in New York and Aviator, The mm-hmm. Departed, Shutter Island. I haven't seen Hugo. I've seen The Wolf of Wall Street. So, okay, l- let's do this. Here, here are the specifically the Martin Scorsese movies. Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio movies that this is worse than. Okay. Wolf of Wall Street. Is worse than Shutter Island? No, no, no. The the Shutter Island is worse than. Okay. So these are all that are better than. Yes. Gotcha. Wolf of Wall Street. All right. Do you agree? I agree. Okay. Certainly Uh, more enjoyable. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I agree. Uh, The Aviator. Yes. Okay. The Departed. I do I I don't think The Departed is that great. I think I'm with you on that. Uh, I understand I think Jack why people... Nicholson's accent alone knocks it down a peg. Yeah, but I understand. I understand why people love The Departed. Like uh-huh. I'm not saying it's a bad film, and that's part of the problem. Is when I finally got to see it, I was so friggin' hyped to see uh, like yeah. Jack Nicholson and this gangster movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, shit. Like everybody's in that. Like Matt Damon's in that. Mm-hmm. Um. And Martin Scorsese's and, directing. And Mark Wahlberg. And like, Mark Wahlberg. And it just, I don't felt like. Alec that, Baldwin. But, you know, everyone talked about Jack Nicholson. Like, he's this, like, great, like, villain. And yeah. I, 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 I didn't, I never really took him that seriously. He seemed like a parody of himself. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I will admit that I have a glaring hole of, like, Jack Nicholson roles. Like, mm. I never saw, like, maybe One Flew of a Cuckoo's Nest is the only, like, Jack Nicholson in his prime. Like, A Few Good Men. Huh. Yeah, I don't yeah. even think he's kind of past prime, but, like, I've seen As Good As It Gets. Uh, or he's just, <laughs> right. you know, like, that's just not... And I saw that when I was, a, like, you know, late teenager mm-hmm. uh, in my mom and dad's living room. Like, why? Did, I don't is get Is that this. the one where he's, like, a, a got Helen Hunt 50-year-old, and, yeah, like, he's, he's, he's fooling, playboy? He's fooling the one gay guy's dog into liking him because he's got bacon in his pocket. There's, oh, like, all Jesus. kinds of things going on there. He, yeah, he took a De Niro turn. At some point, <laughs> uh, but that so so I I don't know whether when people say oh d- he's so good in The Departed is that because they're laying over all the other great roles they've seen him in and they they're, they're taking that respect into it or or right. not because like I, I like I said I've seen The Shining and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest as like that's my that that's my breadth and depth of like classic Nicholson in his prime kind of performances. Yeah, and I would say The Departed is not one of those. So yeah, I don't, I don't think The Departed is as good. Same here. Um, how about Gangs, Gangs of New, New York? York? 
You know, I've seen that movie one time, and Same. I barely remember it. Yeah, and uh, my gut says that I think it would be a more rewarding rewatch. So I, but I'd say that they're kind of like they're you're, you're getting to that's it's it's level. Mm-hmm. But like, no way is it better than Casino. No way is it better than Goodfellas. Oh no, I mean, those those aren't even close. No way is as good as Taxi Driver or Raging Bull. So like, I I think it doesn't even make Scorsese's top five. It's not even as good as as The Color of Money. Not even close. Yeah, I'm seeing that one. Uh, So I I think it it, it gets it's like it's like the just misses the cutoff of his top five. Yeah, Leo Leo probably is in his top five. You think so? What performance was that strong for you? Uh, I think The Aviator is a better performance. Okay, there's one. Uh, it's a more broad performance, and I don't mean that in the negative way. Did you see The Revenant? Uh, I did see The Revenant, yeah. What did you think of The Revenant? It is it is a little, like, torture porny for me. It is very torture porny. But the performance he delivers is, ve- like, it's primal. It drives I mean, it's, me crazy when people say that he w- wasn't given much to do. Uh, That's like saying Tom Hanks wasn't given a lot to do in Castaway. Right, like all of his right. work is nonverbal and very primal, uh-huh. which is why I think it's amazing. Yeah, now it's t- I, think, I just think it's tough to get there in front of a camera. I, I also think I'm sympathetic to people to say that Tom Hardy was better or as good mm, because okay. he was yeah. really, really good, but in a much I smaller agree. role too. Like he wasn't right. on the screen for an hour and a half with his guts hanging out from a grizzly bear attack. So yeah, he um, was he was detestable. Uh, yeah, in a yeah. lot of ways, and also. So, he, kind of understandable sure like relatable in yes. a weird way too yes like um yeah it I, yeah i think both those performances worked really really well so i i think so i just want to check this with you because i think the Reven, revenant is in his top five have you seen who's eating gilbert grape uh maybe everyone, a long time ago. i have not and everyone says how amazing leonardo is at such a young age in that movie yeah how about basketball tires <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. I think Wolf of Wall Street, he's outstanding. I I blame blame him for Columbine's all I know. Uh, Django Unchained, he's outstanding. Yeah, he's really good. So, yeah, I don't know if this movie cracks the top five of Leo. I I think he's better in this maybe than he is in Inception. I I think that performance doesn't have as much to work with. Here's the thing. The best scene in this movie is him shrieking about his children. The best scene of uh, Inception is when his wife jumps out the window and his immediate reaction on that. But he doesn't get to like play the confusion and the desperation the way that he does really? here. I mean, not, not. I don't know. He he comes off more as like the the That's fixer true. kind when, of guy, yeah, right? When he's, like, like, the only time he's confused is when he's crawling around in limbo, right? With uh, you know, the old old Japanese guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll I, I, I don't know. Catch me if you can. I love that movie. I love that movie too. Uh, I'm trying to remember how good the performance is from Leo, but. I don't know. I mean, that's a that's a see. So like, that's the other thing is like Leonardo's got like movie star roles, like the Titanic, and right. I feel like Catch Me If You Can is one of those, and he's got mm-hmm. like uh, auteur works, like The Aviator like the, the, and The Revenant, and this where like I think they're the, you almost have to judge them separately, yeah, because you've got like you know popcorn and fun Leo, and then you've got like I'm trying to win an Oscar here, Leo. Yep. But no, I, I feel like that this is just just narrowly misses both the gentlemen's top five. He's in Critters Three as well. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Critters Three. He plays Josh, nineteen ninety one. Oh my he god! He was probably like eight years old. Oh my god! Nope, nope. He would have been seventeen. Ah, so he's just working Jesus. on his guilt. He's working on eating Gilbert Grape around there, huh? Yeah, right. he was nineteen and what's eating Gilbert Grape? Not that young. Get out of here. 
How? Oh, he was? Because I thought he was like 15 or 16. No, he was 19. Still 19? 19, 19-year-old doing that kind of work? Yeah. If, if everybody, if, if, if it's as advertised. Yeah, I've never seen it. Um, okay, so what else do we have? I mean, that's that's kind of all I have to talk about. Yeah, um, same here. I feel like we've we've appropriately put it in the pandemic. People, reasonable people can disagree. Yeah, it'd like, be interesting to hear the If you say this is your favorite Scorsese movie, I think that, that would raise my eyebrows, but I wouldn't be like, you goddamn fool. Or if, if you, you say it's in the top five, I would easily believe you on that. Yeah. And, and really, it's only the existence of, like, the classic Scorsese, like the casinos and the Goodfellas good and yeah. the... Taxi drivers uh, that would t- t- like kind of have me raising eyebrows about Shutter Island because it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's just not like you know those those movies are. I mean, those are movies are part of the pantheon. Like mm-hmm. those are all on in the the AFI top one hundred. I don't think Shutter Island is going to crack that list. No. So no. there we go. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Is this the first Scorsese flick that we've done? I think it might be. Yeah, as I can remember. Sure, that's kind of insane. Uh. I mean, we've got we've we've gotten Kubrick, we've gotten Spielberg, we've gotten Lucas, we've gotten mm-hmm. uh, uh, Nolan a couple times. Yep. Uh, yep. Try to think of like other we've gotten the, Ridley Scott. I think Ridley Scott. Sure. Yep. Uh, have we done a? Have we? And we've 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 done a, both of the Andersons. Have wait, we? wait. Have we done a Wes Anderson? Did, I know we did we, a Paul Thomas. Did we Anderson. do Alien or Aliens? Because Aliens is not Ridley Scott. Aliens is James. Well, we Cameron. also did both Prometheus and. Uh, Those uh, are first run movies, though, right? Oh, I'm not talking about. Yeah, I'm just talking, talking about. about I'm just talking okay. about bald movies. Yeah, yeah, totally. We've covered them and Cameron. We've done a lot of. Yeah, I wonder what uh, who other, what other great actor or what other great directors we haven't touched on yet. Uh, have we done Edgar Wright? We're about to. Yeah, we're about soon. to. I feel like we did uh, Shaun of the Dead. Okay. That was an early commission. Yeah. Anyway, this is super boring. I'm just padding out the <laughs> podcast. Uh, special thanks again to all of our community commissioners. They banded together on our shopping uh, cart, and they chipped in a couple shares at a time uh, and made this happen, made this commission podcast happen. Special thanks to Ty, and from Cali, Portman, Shinson90, Spacedog128, uh, which is upgrade over to 64-bit version for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, Andrew T. V. Westervelt. Moni six six two six McJcena sixty six Lara KM Betmarek Coco two MC and LSB Golf seventy seven. Thanks again. Uh, we couldn't do bald move without your guys' support. Uh, we've got another fun one. We actually have a, a really really fun lineup. But the next one is uh, Doctor Horrible Sing Along Blog. Yeah, that should be good. Which I think Shum. Uh, our, our buddy that uh, uh, did the, uh, uh, the, the the Vampire Slayer, Buffy the Vampire Slayer episodes, he came back with that one. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's going to be a fun one to review. That'll be coming up in the next week or two. Uh, until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. I'll see you later.